All right. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is Soleil Divine, and you're listening to Adjust Your Way to 100K, uh, a podcast, a show. Some are going to start calling it a manifesto after this interview here. Uh, <laughs> it gives you insight on a very profitable career in the insurance adjusting industry. Make sure you subscribe on all your favorite platforms and share with anyone, anyone looking to get into this lucrative career. She she requires no introduction, y'all. We have her here. <laughs> Miss Becky Denise, look, I'm about to give you a full standing ovation. I'm, I really might stand up. Girl, don't do that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. No problem. We're, we're blessed to have you here. Y'all, look, if y'all don't know about this woman here, um, when I started, I've been on TikTok for a while, right? But I wasn't really talking about insurance. And adjusting isn't glamorous, right? But no, I got on... Yeah, and I saw you talking and, and sharing the real about the industry. I was like, she knows what she's talking about. I can hear it in what she's saying, the info you give out. Uh, you're just a blessing to the adjusting community. So I just oh, want to thank, thank you. you. Thank you thank for you. all of that and all that you're doing. Um, we, we love hearing about different stories about adjusters getting into this field. I'm dying to know, how did you get into adjusting? Okay, I stumbled upon adjusting literally I had been in the wireless field for 15, 20 years. Okay. And I was over it. I had worked my way up to district um, sales manager. Um, I was over it, but I wouldn't quit. <laughs> right. And they forced me out. They laid me off, gave me a nice severance and I was laying in bed. I do not have a degree. I have about 84 earned hours, but I never, once I got into wireless, I never pressed on to get the degree because, yeah. of course, I'm a mom of seven. I was raising my children mm -hmm. and it was a priority for me personally. But so many times I set it on the back burner. So I don't have a degree. Let's start mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My children do, but I don't. Yeah, I'm with <laughs> so, you. I'm with um, you. I got laid off and I was remember just laying in bed, you know, one night scrolling through YouTube like, what can I do to get away from sales? Because immediately I got another job offer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Making six figures. I had left six figures miserably where they pushed me out. They laid me off because I mm -hmm. didn't have the guts to leave. And um, I went right into, got offered another job with T-Mobile as okay. a, a, a manager. Six figures again. Okay. And I just didn't want to do it. So I was laying in bed and I was like, what can I get into uh, to make good money, you know, um, yeah. with sales, you're always open to. Um... Yeah, we lost Becky temporarily. Um, but I always love to hear about how adjusters got into this field, like how they got in. Because every adjuster has a different story about how they got into adjusting, how they heard about it. It's not a conventional thing, you know, to get into this industry. So I can't wait till we get her back on. Uh, she tells us about, finished telling us about how she got in. But it seems like um, her story is very similar to a lot of people. They kind of stumbled upon the information of insurance adjusting. Here she is. Here she is. Hold on a second. There Look, she is. that would be me. I'm clumsy. <laughs> I'm klutzy. <laughs> but hey, you got to keep going. You got to keep yes, going. But anyway, funny. I was laying in bed mm -hmm. and I was Googling like careers I can get into where I didn't need a degree. And I came across this guy, it was a, I came across a lot of people and it was adjusting. Mind you, I had done insurance mm -hmm. on the sales side of it. I sold life insurance and all that stuff. I didn't like okay. it. Okay. Um, 
but um, years prior, like years prior. And um, I stumbled across a couple people, but the guy that looked like me, like the black guy, I clicked yeah. on his stuff. And I started going through it. And it's just that once I set my mind through it, on something, I followed through. Yeah. And I didn't have nobody to give me the information that I got. I just researched, researched, researched. I applied for a claims adjuster's position with Progressive Insurance. Okay. What got the job. They flew me out uh -huh. to uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Um, had a great time out there for a couple weeks. They gave me money on a debit card or a rental car. We even went to um, um, Niagara Falls. Okay. On Progressive Dime. We drove there. <laughs> And so I was working progressive, had flown back, and they had ladies like, I, because I worked about two months before I actually went to Ohio, uh -huh. and they were like, Becky, it was really nice knowing you, you know, for a very short time, you know, just keep your head down and do what you need to do, great work environment uh -huh. in New Orleans, and um, I'm like, where y'all going? <laughs> they said, we're going to do uh, cat adjusting. What was that? She said, well, I'm gonna send you some stuff tonight. That was it. I once she sent me that, and then of course I got on there Googling what is cat adjusting. Yeah. Because they were all there 10, 15, 20 years. They loved the company. So why are y'all leaving? Yeah, yeah. What is you it? know, when they because yeah. some of them was training me and they was like, This is an awesome company. Yeah, but why are you leaving? <laughs> So I, yeah. um, what year so I went from there and I went home that night. They had sent me some things. Mm -hmm. um, I applied to a company called Worley and Worley gave me my first opportunity. In their roster, I took their certifications and my first um, deployment, they called me. We got a deployment. I can't remember the name of the storm. I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking I'm going in to do auto. I'm still employed with Progressive. Yeah. Right. But I called in. Let's go see what this is about. Because it's always about me at the end of the day. It's always about me. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah. And it's yeah. always, always been about me. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. because, you know, like I like what what, you know, the millennials are doing with not staying on jobs because they're miserable and stuff like that. Baby, I was doing that in the gap. <laughs> <laughs> You said you've been on. What year was this? This was 20, um, was it 2012, 2013-ish, okay. something okay. like that. So you, you were in, um, what, place, so, what location did they have you in for that, at that worldly deployment? It was in Hammond, Louisiana. Okay. Okay. And they have recently got acquired by Alacrity. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I had taken their state farm certification, estimatics, you know, all that jazz. So when they called me, that's exactly what I thought I was going for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I walked in there and this was, you know, was back then. So I'm going to tell you how I felt. Yes. The people that looked like me was like this. Mm. They weren't inviting, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But I, yeah. walked in, I walked in confident. I had my briefcase from being a district sales manager. <laughs> so I brought my briefcase with my computer, you know, yeah. my calendar, just stuff, you know. Yeah, ready to go. Looking apart. Yes, yes. And I just sat there, got comfortable listening listening to them. And they was like, this is property. 
for Tower Hill. Okay. I was like, Lord, I'm going back to work tomorrow. <laughs> so we sat there about 10 hours. You know, they were downloading this everything onto our computers. And um, they went through everything. I realized there was a lot of people in there with me that hadn't worked property nor tower here before. Yeah. We created a little group. We learned together. Mm -hmm. um, after three weeks, they sent us home. I've always worked from home. Becky. Wow. I, I, I wow. look. I was listening to people and I was listening to you saying, and now you can work from home. And it hit me. Maybe last week I was thinking, and, and on one of my um, mentorship sessions, I said, you know what? I've always worked from home. I've gone out. Mm -hmm. I've gone yeah. out. But I was always able to come back home after a couple of weeks. This pre-COVID. Okay. No. I've always worked from home. That's a blessing. Yeah. I did not I did not have any work from home opportunities until COVID hit. Wow. So you've been at home. I've been at home. Wow. Um that year I did uh I did two years straight, I did Tower Hill with Worley. Then the next year I did Tower Hill with uh EA Renfro. Okay. Same thing. We went to Birmingham. It was like, once you learn what you learn, you need what you need, you can go home. I was at home in three weeks. What? Same thing with this one. What? I was at home in three weeks. I went to Atlanta. I was home. I'm, I'm in shock. Yeah. I did not know. Okay, so, wow. Wow. There's so many different opportunities in this industry. It's amazing what, what you can do. Um, So I hear about one person's story, and it's like, You've got a completely different story than what anything I've heard that you've been working from home for years. For years. Pre before COVID. Got before it. COVID. Got it. Got it. So you kind of just stumbled into adjusting. I just stumbled into it. Got it. Got it. So you, there's one of your mentees. Um, she posted a video and you've since done a couple videos about her video about how she just got into the industry. I think she just started um, with a company. Um, and you were talking about how you have to go get it. Like we're, we're giving out the knowledge. We're giving out knowledge that nobody ever gave to us. I, I had to hunt for this information. Mm -hmm. Um, tell us about that, about that go hunting mentality, that go get it mentality. How did you forge that? How did you know that's how you to work the industry in adjust? Well, when I got into the industry, I was in my forties. Well, I was in my late thirties. So I feel I feel like at that age, most people should have it. Yeah. But they don't because of circumstances. I had it because, again, I was district sales manager and my job was to chase sales, yeah. get my managers where they need to go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've had it and I understand a lot of people just don't. But you have to push through, you have to look at the end goal. Yeah. And, and this is the things I've told my children like, you have to look at the end goal. Mm -hmm. And then you have to get tunnel vision. You have to expect things to come along because it's never a straight path. Sometimes you have to pivot. Yeah. Because life happens, right? Yeah, yeah. Life Sometimes happens. you have to pivot. Mm -hmm. But when you get through pivoting, 
then you you know you get to where you you know you keep going you push through you yeah. found the fortitude yeah and the thing is and i was telling somebody um that's also in the field that um my my daughter distracted me <laughs> you know what by the way i just want to let you know what you've done, I didn't know you had seven children. I knew of your three daughters that are adjusters. Mm -hmm. I think that is phenomenal. That mm -hmm. is phenomenal. And they're degreed. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's amazing to me. Bravo on like not only getting in this industry, figuring it out for yourself, but then pulling your younger generations into it to where they have something that's recession proof. Like how, how did you even introduce them into the industry or did they just see what you were doing and say, Hey, I want to do that. They just saw what I was doing and was like, Hey, I'm going to do that. Basically <laughs> my that's oldest good. daughter, she saw me in wireless. She's worked for, she was in college working for AT&T. Um, and then after she graduated college, she got into, she started working for Verizon. Mm -hmm. um, she just got licensed. That's amazing. She has a degree. She has a degree in business uh, management with um, HR, uh, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, so she has a degree. My other daughter, that's she's been an adjuster for years. With She worked for uh, Geico for five years. Mm -hmm. And now she's with Sedgwick. Got it, got um, it. And then my third daughter, she's uh, she's licensed, but she's in she, you know she's in the beauty and makeup and all that. Mm -hmm. But she's a licensed adjuster. Yeah, yeah. You know, having that in your back pocket just in case you want to get on a deployment and run it up. Yeah, yeah. And keep this. Mm -hmm. My my fourth daughter, she's the nurse, right? She's a mental health nurse, right? She's studying right now for her adjuster's license. Hey, come on. That bodily injury, hey. That's hey. what I told her. And, <laughs> and she's quiet. She's an introvert. Uh-huh. I told her I'm going to nursing anyway. Yeah. But yeah. she did it because, Mom, I want to do it. She did it. She graduated at 21, straight through. Yeah. And now she's, you know, wanting to pivot into adjusting. But that's just to say, like, it doesn't matter where you are. Like, mm -hmm. my children are all okay where they are. My oldest daughter, she's uh, working in tech. Yeah. But she's wanting to pivot into, I don't know if they sit up and watch me and I'm selling it to them too. <laughs> but, you know, but they know that it's a lucrative field. Yeah. They know that when I work, I work. And typically when I'm off, I'm off. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and you just... Anything worth having, even getting a degree or whatever it is that you want, you have to put your head down, tunnel vision, and go for it and say, I'm going to get this even if. Yeah, yeah. You know, even yeah. if. I, I feel like um the biggest things in, when I'm telling people is, um I guess they see uh the status that we are in as far as adjusting. We've been in this for a while and paid a lot of dues. Um So we might make it seem to a certain level like it's easy. Maybe I try to be very um, real about it, but maybe I'm a little optimistic. Tell us about what you tell your mentees about the hardness of this, this industry, not hard, but the difficulties of right. being an adjuster. Right. And, and I tell them, you know, I said, I know you see me and a lot of other people. I basically just keep my eyes on you and I. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, That's but it. Um, you just have to, it's difficult. 
But anything worth having is difficult. Now we may, let me tell you, some, some days when you, when I go dark, Baby, mm -hmm. I'm drowning in claims. Yeah, yeah. They, they, I don't have no camera with me when I'm crying about these claims. I'm not videotaping that. Right. Through it. I'm with you. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. tell my husband on Thursdays, I'd be like, he told me the other day, he was like, I was like, oh, Lord, these claims. He said, you say that every Thursday because that's when they typically, they start rolling them out on Wednesday. So they roll out about six on Wednesdays. I'm cool. <laughs> but on Thursdays when she dropped 10 on me and I got 45 diaries sitting out there, yeah. then I'm like, oh, okay. my life is a circus. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to work it out. It's all good. But uh, <laughs> that's the life of an adjuster. It it's, is. It is. Like, it is. You have to make it into a lifestyle. I think that's when it got easier for me is when I yeah. understood making it into a lifestyle. Um, all the good adjusters I know have some kind of stress relief, like, you know, something physical. Um, what, what's your what's been your stress relief? How do you manage your stress? Um, how I manage my stress is spending time with my family, because that's the only thing that I feel that keeps me grounded. Mm. So when I'm surrounded by my children and my grandchildren and my mom who lives with me, yes, I'm good. You know, yeah. and I've had the same three friends since high school and we don't talk often. But if I just need to go out and have drinks, you know, just to get, because I'm in this room most of the time. Yeah. I almost did this interview in my husband's man cave, which I think I could should have because my <laughs> office don't have a door. His, yeah. Okay. His man cave does. But, okay. you know, he got cowboy stuff everywhere and I don't want nobody to get misconstrued. I'm not a Cowboys fan. <laughs> But that's <laughs> set, set it apart. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's my stress relief is spending time with like this morning. I got up at eight o'clock. My twins are so patient with me. We went to the pool while they swam. I jumped rope and then okay. I got in the water with them. I cannot swim. <laughs> you can't swim? No. I'll have to <laughs> I think you commented about me helping you learn how to swim. I don't know how good of an instructor I would be. I just <laughs> I, my cousin wants me to teach her too. I just, I don't know what it is about the water. I think it's because it's quiet. Mm -hmm. It's quiet and it's a mm -hmm. solace for me. But I love that you say like spending your time with your family. Everybody has to have their thing because this thing can get stressful. It does. Um, and, and having your team around you of different adjusters that kind of know what you're going through and can speak to you, you know, when you're mm -hmm. going through that. Yeah. Um, what do you think has been the more difficult deployments for you? Um, I know you you worked in multiple disciplines in insurance. Talk about that, the different lines you've worked in. Um, the most difficult went okay. So for me, the most difficult would have been um, working non-standard insurance as a staff adjuster. Okay. Okay. Because you know, in insurance, we're taught that we pay what we owe. We don't look for ways not to pay you. Mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. pretty much, you know, but as, contrary to people's belief, we do not look for ways not to pay. Not to we want to pay you. We, we want to pay you. Yeah. We pay what we owe. However, mm -hmm. in the non-standard industry, the way the policy is written is written not to pay you. Hmm. Because it was in Louisiana and it was with the non-standard company, like they insured people that had DWIs that weren't necessarily insurable, like with your top, with your oh, big dogs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And it would just break my heart because yeah. I know they're sitting there with the agent 
and they're thinking they have certain things. Mm -hmm. They're not licensed, some of them. The agents? No, the the Oh, insured. the people. Yeah, okay. They're not licensed, right? Mm -hmm. That's another reason they're there, because they're uninsurable with the top dogs. Yeah. And yeah. I hated that job. Mm, yeah. Because I'm like, I see what y'all doing. Y'all giving them coverage, so they'll have coverage, but then we're turning around and denying everything that they present to us. Yeah, yeah. Like so, uh, yeah, I walked away from them. And sometimes if it's real slow and I get, you know, we get up into hurricane season and it's late, we get mm -hmm. into the deployment, I would go get a staff job. Yeah. Just to stay sharp on my game because you always learn something new every day. It doesn't yeah. matter that yeah. I've been doing this a decade. Every yeah. day I'll learn a new way of doing something or just learn something new every day. I yeah. pour into the people that are around me. And even though they're new, the way they interpret it, it was like, well, Miss Becky, what if I do it this way? Yeah. Oh, wow. Hey. It's better. Let, let me try it. Because I think that's better. Because I typically think like this instead of like this. Like my yeah. brain is like, you know. So um, th that was my most difficult um uh, um stretch in the insurance industry um but as far as far as like being an independent adjuster i am built for this yeah yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying it's it's a heavy workload you get in real quick make your money get out and i'm built for it and yeah. i'm comfortable in any setting with anybody that's another yeah. thing yeah and a lot of our people and i don't know if you've seen that mm -hmm. because i'm here let me tell you i'm gonna be honest I'll see some Please. people follow me uh -huh. and I'll yeah. block them. Yeah. Why are you over here? I'm not for you. You say negative people? Not necessarily. Oh, I blocked them, but um, <laughs> but you know, I'm look, I'm all black. I'm yeah. black, I'm black everything. I want to <laughs> help the young, the young look, I'm keeping it real. I want to help the people that look like my children. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Like that's where I am. And like, and I'm not going to say I block everybody, but for the most part, you over there, you want to see what's going on, I'm blocking you. Yeah. Because for one, you might, I don't know. But anyway, I'm blocking you because that's, I I'm not for you. Saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to send them to you because I don't yeah. want them. <laughs> 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 Look, you ever heard that term, all money ain't good money? Hey, no, mm. for real. For real. Yeah. And, and I tell people that, um, look, we're getting into the hurricane season. And if you're um, like, because I respect your time, you have to respect these adjusters, our time, because we're taking time out to teach you and give you information that no one gave us. This information is long time gatekeeped um, and still is in a lot of ways. And I get a lot of, uh, I don't know, what, whatever you want to call it. I get a lot of flack from telling the truth about different things and adjusting from other adjusters. Um, but I feel like as adjusters, I see what's going on as far as the staffing and as far as what adjusters are leaving the industry. We need help. And the only way to get help is if we educate each other and tell these younger generations about this field where you don't got to go get in a bunch of debt. Come be an adjuster. Um, yeah. Let's help you survive this recession. Because I know people that have been on deployments for like two years. Yeah. That was not happening before COVID. Nope. Tell me about what you think about these new opportunities that are coming up, these links of these deployments being so long. Like, what do you see is happening from your point of view? What I see happening, and I'm going to take, for instance, the carrier that I'm working for now. Mm -hmm. They are losing adjusters left and right. 
um a couple weeks ago we they gave us an update um because they review us every quarter to you know are we going to continue the assignment or are we going to let you go mm -hmm. and they were like well we just lost 10 adjusters do you know the impact of losing 10 adjusters and one state will have on a company oh my god it's job security for me yes 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 so i will say that to say this not just in adjusting just in a lot of different things like i talk to people that's in so many different fields yeah and if and and i read and you know i try to stay up on what's going on especially in our industry and then mm -hmm. other industries as well we are going to a society where we're where you're gonna where they're gonna hire contractors like mm -hmm. you're gonna have a have to have a specific skill in order to be okay yes you're gonna have to have a specific skill and i feel like and i said this to want to the supervisor that i had initially when i came on this assignment he was mm -hmm. like i don't understand why they pay y'all so much money oh yeah i say well they don't have adjusters <laughs> i mean i said they don't have benefits overhead like they give you like he had so much off time like every week he was taken off mm -hmm. he had been with the company 25 years they don't give us that no. we work for every penny yeah yeah you know they don't have to worry about matching my 401k they don't have to worry about paying 75 percent of my insurance premium yeah they just pay me and then yeah. what i do with that is on me yeah. so i feel like as a society as a whole we're moving towards in some of these companies they're going to keep their core employees yep and they're going to contract everything else out they're going to have those employees that they keep tight that's put in the time that they can trust and then the rest of it they're going to contract it out yeah um, because employees aren't the same type of employees anymore they're not they're not and they're and everybody knows that uh the best talent is what's going to win right now exactly um, the, way the job market is looking <clears throat> excuse me i know somebody personally that works for the firm i work with now that left big red after being there for 10 years she said that all mid-level management and this is something that i've kind of talked about on lives but you'll understand it more than anybody on live that's a new adjuster will uh she said that they pushed out all the mid-level management at big red and they they changed them over to the ia firms so now the tms are managers from the ia firms you don't even have to talk to a big red actual staff person anymore right. um and so a lot of the big red people got upset with that they left or they were up for retirement and retiring anyway there's a new day there's a changing of the guard that's happening in this industry i think there's a stat i have that's like twenty thousand something new adjusters that we need every year on the year until like 2030 something um but i feel like one of your mentees said this it depends on how you get into this game um how you uh -huh. feel about it how do you prepare your mentees and your your projects that you have on getting ready and getting into insurance adjusting when i initially got into the game I'm looking for my charger when i initially got into the game it was all about being a cat adjuster not even an independent adjuster um when i talked to people it was about like i've been doing this for years yeah mentoring and motive like they becky what you're doing i always told mm -hmm, mm -hmm. never held back um and it was it was initially about being a cat adjuster i didn't know what an ia was i never even thought about that the first couple of years of adjusting Mm -hmm. Then when I started getting assignments and my assignments were daily claims, now I'm an independent adjuster. I ain't a cat adjuster because nothing's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. So, and, and I try to explain to them the difference between the two. 
a catadjuster is like, you ready, you roll. Right. Oh, I got to call my husband. I got to call my wife. Oh, on to the next. And when you call back, you're not going to get through. Yeah, it's going to be That's cat. Yep. Mm -hmm. Independent adjusting, you can even sit and, 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 and talk about your pay. Let's discuss pay. Mm -hmm. With cat, typically not. They mm -hmm. like either you're going to get on or you're not. Yeah. But with yeah. independent adjusting, you I've learned that you have some leadway because I, you know, discussed this pay. Like, mm -hmm. let's talk about this. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Um. So um, I, I tell them that initially. Like, you know, I didn't know nothing about um, independent adjusting. I just knew cat. I was a cat adjuster. Yeah. Right? Now <laughs> yeah. I'm an independent adjuster. Mm -hmm. You see yeah. what I'm saying? But I talk to them not only about being, I go back and going through the process of, of really organizing and getting my mentorship together. I, I'm learning things as I go. So I go back and tell them, I didn't just jump into this. I got structure from progressive. Yes. Yeah. As a staff adjuster, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a staff adjuster. No, nothing wrong. A lot of them are miserable, but that's because it's gotta be, it's it's the company, and then they're 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 too caught up on what we make. Cause they were tearing me up, girl, when I first started. Becky, look, I, I can't breathe. They'd be so upset. So this one young lady was upset because I was saying that right out the gate you're gonna make six figures. And look, there's things that I don't like talking about to the general public. We need to talk about certain things as adjusters behind closed doors. Because if they knew how good this really was, they would stop talking and go get to it. My first deployment, I made $36 an hour. I knew nothing about insurance adjusting. I showed up in Atlanta just ready for the opportunity. I didn't know anything. So, yes, you can't make that money right out the gate. But I had to fight. I had to go to Dallas three different times to train. There's different things that everybody has to do to mm -hmm. get in this industry. So tell them, Becky, where to find you, because I love your approach to adjusting the no nonsense, the realness to, hey, I'm going to show you how to get in this, but you, you're going to have to take the opportunities and take the steps yourself. How do people align with you to get the Becky experience to get into this industry? <laughs> they can follow me on TikTok at the Bag Lady Lounge or Becky Denise Mentorship. Uh, visit me online, uh, BeckyDeniseMentorship.com. Send me an email, info at BeckyDeniseMentorship.com. And follow me on YouTube, man. That's where yeah. I'm going. I'm telling you. Yes. I love, love like, I like to talk. I like, I like people to see, like, me as a whole. Because I'm more than an adjuster. Definitely. That's just what I do. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You're a mobile. And I got, You're a mobile. I got more stuff coming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not trying to be an adjuster all my life. Yes. No doubt. No I, I, I'm going to be 50 next year. Like, I'm going to be honest. You so don't everything it. that I get into, you best believe I'm trying to level up. And people yes. are trying to pull me in to level up within the industry. Like, <laughs> they want to hunker me down. Like, that's yeah. not what I want to do. I don't do my own thing. <laughs> you know? What's so, your time? When's your birthday? August 15th. Leo. Oh, Leo. you're a Leo. Okay, fire sign. I figured that. I figured that. <laughs> I can hear it. I can hear it. Uh, so they definitely know how to get in touch with you. I love your your um your approach to adjusting. As far as new opportunities in this field, where do you see the adjusting field going? Where do you see the outlook for us? 
I see the outlook. I think the adjusting field is going to be one of the fields where if we get in, you know, and when I say we, I'm, 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 I'm being all inclusive this time because I'm usually not. But if everybody get all of in it. and mm -hmm. and and show the and show them where what we can do, and when I say them, I'm meaning the top dogs, the you know big reds, yep. you know them. Mm -hmm. Show them what we can do as contractors. Like this is never ending. Is never ending. But what I do want the new adjusters to come in. When you go in the cat, you go in the cat. It is what it is. You take what they give you. If you ain't got no experience, you take what they give you. Yeah. But you get five years under your belt. Learn how to sit down and negotiate that salary. And if you do that, because the complaint with experienced adjusters and adjusters that's been in the field 10, 15, and 20 years is that they're coming in and bringing our pay down mm -hmm. by accepting anything. So that's now they're not looking at quality. They're looking at quantity. Mm -hmm. But still, at the end of the day, a seasoned adjuster will be able to stay on and monopolize off of it because now they need us to come and clean it up. Yep. Before the Department of Insurance catch hold to something. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. So I'm good either way. Hey, if y'all hear this, you just got some game that you would never hear. You would never hear. We're talking about an adjuster with multiple years in the game, giving you the full game. Miss Becky Denise, we appreciate you. We love you. We need to have you back on more. We don't have enough time to really get the full information from you. We respect your time and want you to be able to rest. I know you get into a million things. I know you talked about your mental health. I appreciate you for talking about that. Mm -hmm. um, I believe I may be undiagnosed ADHD, um, but when you get into this industry with different adjusters, you're going to find that we all are unique and have a story. So I appreciate you telling yours. Thank you again for being here with us um, on Adjust Your Way to 100K because you've definitely done that. Okay, thank you. You are awesome. I like the way you put your information out. I like the theatrics of it all. I was like, man, if I could do that, man, I'm gonna hire somebody to do that. But <laughs> the thing is, you do, you know, you do it your way. I do it my way. We just keep it real, I and it. I respect you. And like, I don't see nobody else. I like, get out of there. you know, get 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 out of there. Yeah, but I'm, with I'm you. glad to see that they're doing it, but. You know, you got to keep tunnel vision. I appreciate you. Like you know, uh, what you're doing is awesome. I love your podcast. And you. if you need anything from me, I'm here. Likewise, likewise. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thanks for being on. Subscribe, like, and share with anyone looking to get into a lucrative career. Thank you for listening. If you need more info, if you're trying to get into this and you need a strategy, go to 100kadjuster.com. Get the book, Adjust Your Way to 100K. This is the guide, the strategy, the manifesto to get into this independent insurance game. If you're trying to get the strategy, if you're trying to get the book, go to 100kadjuster.com. We'll talk to you next week.